One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeehaw! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the country music edition of On the Mic. You know what? Even if you don't like country music, this is worth listening to because Amber Lawrence's story is amazing. She was working as an accountant, learning to play the guitar, loved a little bit of country music. Although I wouldn't call her music completely country music. It's a little bit folk music. So leaning in girl version of Matchbox 20 territory. I love her stuff. And she's even released a successful kids album. She won the Country Music Golden Guitar I'll let her tell the story. I don't want to give it all away. But Amber Lawrence is coming up very, very shortly. Australia's country music queen. Actually, I should say queen. She's too young. Country music sweetheart. (laughs) Sorry, Amber. Love you. If you'd like to help get this podcast made, please go to patreon.com forward slash on the mic. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash on the mic. Make a cheeky donation once a month to help make it happen. Sometimes I get help from a couple of producers and editors. So if you can chip in a few bucks so I can pay them and for the hosting and all that kind of stuff, that would be amazing. And I will keep cranking them out patreon.com forward slash on the mic. Uh, you may or may not know that I am the courtside announcer at the Sydney Kings games at Kudos Bank Arena. The season is about to start and one of the biggest announcements ever to be made in the history of the Australian NBL has just been made. The NBA has announced that it has chosen some of their teams to take on the NBL in their preseason in October. This is the first time NBL teams will travel to the U.S. to play against NBA teams. The Sydney Kings are taking on Utah Jazz. We have Oklahoma City taking on Melbourne United. And the Brisbane Bullets will be taking on the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix, October 13. So the reason why this is happening, because there were a record eight Australian players on the 2016-17 opening night NBA rosters, including Inglis and Paddy Mills from the San Antonio Spurs, both of whom previously played in the NBL. So this is going to be absolutely massive. Get your tickets now for the Sydney Kings games. The first game beginning of October, go to sydneykings.com.au. And for the first time, we are having the VIP celebrity courtside seats. Yeah, just like the ones where you see Jack Nicholson or Kim Kardashian sitting in the front row. It's going to be an amazing season. The biggest screen in the Southern Hemisphere, nonstop entertainment. The best players in the competition, I reckon we've got it this year. I reckon we've got a damn good chance. Jason Cadiz back, Brad Newley, and they had a smashing time over there in the Asian basketball competition in Lebanon. They uh, just beat China today. Jason Cadiz slaying them with 20 points. Great game. He is just on fire this season. Anyway, I hope to see you there at the City Kings game starting early October with those NBA games. That is awesome. Thanks to Mel, the functions manager at North Bondi Surf Life Saving Club, for having us broadcast our podcast here today. If you want to hire out this incredible function facility, the best, most amazing surf life saving club in Australia, all you got to do is go to northbondisurfclub.com and contact Melissa. She will help you out. Oh, by the way, thanks to everyone who sponsored me in the city to surf. We raised close to $20,000 for the Shepherd Centre, giving deaf kids a voice. It was an awesome run. I ran in a full head-to-toe gold lame outfit holding a Facebook Live camera the whole way. Well, half the way until some kids from a school threw a bucket of water on me and my phone and gimbal crapped itself. But a great effort from myself, I must say. And I did it in about an hour and a half. Thanks to everyone who sponsored me. Yeehaw! Here's Amber Lawrence. Test one, two, check. On the mic with Mike Goldman. Icicles, popsicles and test one, two. Hello and welcome to On The Mic and a very special welcome to country music superstar, Amber Lawrence. Oh, yes. thank you. Round of applause from the studio audience of one. Two, there's two of us. Oh, thank you. You clap yourself. <laughs> Why not? She loves a warm hand on her entrance. <laughs> Radio. Oh, wait a sec. Sorry. Round of applause. Thank you. Sounds better. That's How are you going? Oh, I'm good. What a day. Hey. We are here at Bondi Beach Surf Life Saving Club, North Bondi Beach Surf yeah. Life Saving Club. By far the best surf club in Australia. We're in the function room right now, which uh, 
because I'm a member here, I got to scan for free. But Very I'm only nice. allowed to have it at the last minute in case it's a function or something yeah. like that. Well, it's quite early, so I'm not sure what would be having a function at this time. But, so, you but know. then again, I said Amber Lawrence is, oh, is coming up here and, and like all, all the bosses downstairs, yeah. they love you. <laughs> the guys that run the surf club, she's not coming in here. No, I don't believe you. But you You're know I've joking, got a song you? called The Lifesaver, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So and here it is. About surf lifesavers. But I, I really do. And, and, and what inspired that? Did you well, date one, or did, no. you, was your life saved? No, it's a it's a it's a very poignant song about my dad, a lifesaver, who um, was a Maroubra, South Maroubra surf lifesaver. So I have to say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in the wrong club right now. I should be down at Maroubra. Traitor. Yeah, and um, <laughs> my dad was a lifesaver that married Miss Maroubra Beach, my mum, and um, he had That's a stroke. That's a beautiful song. I, I remember that now. Yeah. You, you, I was at uh, your concert where you played a few songs. I think. Uh, uh, for a fundraiser for my dad. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was it's a beautiful song. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's um, look, it's a very specific song about two people, but it, it reaches further in that it's um, a love song about people that stand by each other when life doesn't go as planned. You know, my dad was 40 and had a stroke. I mean, how young is that? Yeah. You know, now that we're closer to that age, you go, whoa, that's actually really young. So, and my mum mm. stood by him. Um, kept him as help you know i mean he was disabled and he was paralyzed and all of that uh, mm. that comes with a stroke but mum you know stand stood by him for 20 years so mm. that's the story and the lifesaver but it you know it paints the picture of the australian beach life of suntans and cigarettes and swimming cozies and moustaches hey that's my life that's <laughs> yeah. what we're all about we're sitting here in our cozies right now having a fag <laughs> oh god right, staring out <laughs> over the ocean but um, so you were ever a surf lifesaver? Yeah. Did your dad yeah. drag you into it? Yeah, yeah. I did nippers. And, Me too. Uh, yeah. I used to be at Freshie Surf Club, Collaroy, Curl Curl, and now I'm living over here around Bondi. I had to join North Bondi. Really? Well, yeah. I'm just a one-club woman, South Maroubra all so the way. Loyal. So loyal. What yeah. was your event? What, did you, what well, were you good like at? The you. flags? I was beach sprint. You're a beach sprinter? Yeah, yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. But not as good as you. I made the semis for the Australian titles. Really? That's as far as I got. Wow. So, yeah, but no good We're at flags. We're both beach breeders. I didn't know we had that in common. I know. That's awesome. It's a very um, uncommon thing to have in common. <laughs> did, did you Did you have a – because I was Australian beach sprint champion. That's just amazing. in case uh, anyone doesn't know. I, usually, I think I mentioned it four times every podcast. Oh, God. But it was when I was like 18. And uh, I'm, I'm going to release something right now that I don't think yeah. I, I've, I've done before. And uh, it's a little embarrassing. Okay. But since we're talking about Radio. it. Radio. Uh, so it was 1989, I believe, at Wollongong. Yeah. It was the yeah. Australian titles. Yeah. And I was lining up, I don't know how, I made the final of the beach sprint, lining up there ready to start. And just before the race begun, yeah. just before the starter's gun fired, a wave washed up just over lane eight, my lane, oh. and hardened the sand. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> and everyone's like running in the soft sand and I'm just going, <laughs> straight ahead. And that's how you won. In the, on the hard sand and I was the winner. Only by a fraction, but hey. That, that's that's you know the luck well, of the draw. In, it's in the rule book, isn't it? It's, it's I mean, okay. It's fine. A little bit of water never that's, hurt anyone. That's how the the surf life saving titles are kind of ruled a bit more by nature than say the Olympics, you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, my surf life saving days are over. I mean, I'm away too much out in rural parts of Australia, yeah. um, singing songs these days to be a lifesaver. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got to actually be out there rescuing people this summer. I've, I have to do patrols. Got your bronze medallion now. Well, I've, I got my bronze medallion years ago, but yeah. because I had a break for a few years living in the states and whatever uh i gotta redo it yeah so you gotta do the run swim run and everything like <laughs> it's that gonna hurt. Oh, it's gonna it's, hurt it's gonna be painful oh so, yeah so the, the stories is what you're all about i mean and that's what is i love about country music mm. is people tell these incredible stories and and one of the uh, songs i'm looking forward to hearing and it, it must have a great story to it is yeah. your show you just did for donald trump recently yeah yeah, boo, people say. Um, okay, so what happened Are was... Are you a Trump fan? Are you a Trumpet? Or are you oh, I'm a... Or I'm against? a um, look, I'm non... I don't bring politics into my music. I keep my politics private. Good. At the moment. Um, we'll see about until, that. Until you run for parliament. But at the moment, yeah. At the moment, I'm, I'm keeping neutral-ish uh, in my commentary. But I was invited to sing a song for... Um, well, to write a song, actually, to commemorate the 100-year friendship between Australia and America, which yeah. uh, has... Uh, this year is 100 years since Australia and America... Um, became allies I guess and, and supported each other and yeah. so I was asked to write a song about that and I thought oh geez it's a great time to be writing that song isn't it yeah. um, and so I thought I'm going to get some flack 
either yeah. way I think when mm. I write this song so I'm going I made sure I researched it so that I knew what I was writing you know I mm-hmm. knew what I was saying so I wrote this song called 100 Year Handshake and and I focused on a man called Leslie Bull um, Les, sorry Leslie Allen and his nickname was Bull and he was a 26 year old Australian that um, in PNG um, in 1940s uh, ran back into battle time after time after time and uh, dragged out wounded American soldiers carried them out potentially saving their lives and um, if you've seen Forrest Gump the scene in that movie where Forrest runs back in and in and in into the fire yeah that's actually based on the Australian Leslie Allen are you serious yeah it is I didn't know that Uh so so that was the centrepiece of this song that I wrote and then I I incorporated the you know how Australia helped um, America with the transmission of photos for the Apollo 11 um, landing you know we sent the photos out to the rest of the world yeah and um, oh you put that in the song too that's in the song and then um, oh, I've got to hear it yeah well, I didn't bring my guitar I would have played it for you but um, and then another the the bridge of the song is the war brides you know what what represents friendship between Australia and America more closely than than the war brides you know Australians travelling across the world to marry their American soldiers so um, so I got to sing it at the, the on the USS Intrepid in New York and Hudson River in that's May that's great that, that's always there is it the USS yeah, Intrepid yeah. It's, it's like a function centre now it's a museum now. Yeah, function I've been centre. there it's incredible yeah so it was a, a very um, high level function you know Donald Trump was there as was Malcolm Turnbull it was that meeting that they mm. had the first time that they met and um, it was just quite surreal really you know the How security bizarre. and the secret service and, but funnily enough, once we got into the function room yeah. and everyone was in, it just felt like, you know, a year 12 formal, really. Mm. You know, it was no more fancy than, than anything, you know, like the bread roll was there and the butter and the wine was probably, your uh, you know, medium-priced wine. <laughs> and, and did you get to meet Trump? No, I didn't. I sang the song and he was, um, you know, the, the table was right in front of where I sang and the room of 800 people was silent while I sang it acoustically. And, wow. you know, that was that was amazing and, and definitely the biggest thing I've done in, in my career. What and, an incredible moment in your career. Yeah, it totally was. And um, it was such, it was a long night, um, actually. So by the time it finished... Mm. Donald Trump and Malcolm Turnbull were basically ushered out by security immediately. And so there was no opportunity to get that photo that, you know, I would have sent internet, uh, my Instagram followers, (laughs) (laughs) either south or north. I don't know which way. Were you freaking out beforehand? Uh, like on the plane going over, I'm going to do a show for Donald Trump, the most powerful man in the universe, and star of The Apprentice. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know the Prime Minister of Australia, he'd probably done a million times before. Yeah, I have met. But, um, but were you freaking out just before you had to no, get up there and do the song, well, trying to remember the words? Or? No, I'd practiced enough, but I wasn't yeah. freaking out because it was you know such a kind of thing that you thought at any moment this could be cancelled. You know, yeah. I thought at any moment someone's going to whisper in my ear and go, look, we've run out of time. You're not singing the song, you know, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So I was just kind of going with the flow or, or you know, again, um, Donald Trump's not coming. You know, there was all these rumours yeah. and there was big protests out in the streets of yeah. New York. Well, he cancelled the meeting only yeah. a few hours before exactly. with Malcolm Turnbull and it was all Australian press are like, oh, Donald Trump doesn't care about Australia. But you know, then he yeah. went to the dinner and he, he sat next to Malcolm Turnbull all night and they probably nutted out policies for they the next just, 10 I years. I think so. Well, lots of Australian businessmen were there declaring um, investment and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, oh, there was uh, Frank Lowe who was there, uh, I believe. R- and Pratt was there. The Pratt and, um, and Rupert Murdoch. Yeah got up yes. and, and did a speech yes. did, did you get to meet any of them yeah i met a lot of them i met everyone there except for donald trump and what about rupee baby how's no, rupert murdoch uh, no i didn't meet rupert met, in and out. met a few of them I, I did see his uh presentation and yeah. uh because he got up and uh did a big thing about australia and yeah. you know how we have a great relationship over the years and and i thought that was really good uh, it made me yeah. feel proud to be an australian seeing him get up and do that it was a, it was yeah. I mean, the whole night was um, a really nice night as an Australian. Definitely, mm. the 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 love in the room kind of swayed more towards the Australians, um, and and yeah. So I mean, the nerves and everything just weren't. They they didn't get a chance to come into play because I we didn't know when we were going to be singing either. Like the the program just kept changing throughout the night. So yeah. so I was just kind of sitting there going. Well, there's the wine for when I finish. Don't touch it. Don't sip that yet. You <laughs> Don't eat too much. Sit up straight. Don't ruin your dress. Um, Have you ever done you know, a show drunk? 
No, no. And tipsy? Oh, yeah, I have tipsy. <laughs> I've had one, one or two wines, definitely. Oh, I've made a career out of it. <laughs> but look, I do find that the shows are better when I'm sober, so I try to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that they're better when when I'm I'm drunk, but apparently uh, they're not. They feel more fun, but they the audience doesn't seem to connect in the same way. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I love. That's the weird thing about music is that. Um, you get a rider, you know. It's pretty much the only job where not only are you allowed to drink at work because, you know, you can't you can't drink in any other workplace. You can't drink yeah. on a building site. You can't drink, at the, you know, when I worked at Qantas, you weren't allowed to drink at work. But there you go, you get a job as a musician. Yeah. You're not only allowed to drink, but contractually, yeah. they have to give you the alcohol. Mm. You know, if they don't, they've breached the contract. So, so you, your career, that, that's obviously one of the biggest shows ever. Um, mm. you, you've won a, a Golden Guitar, mm-hmm. which is the biggest award you can win in Australian country music yeah and you've, you've toured all over the world and played incredible shows released albums you've even done a kids album have, yeah. um but before you got yeah. into country music it wasn't so long ago was it like 10 well, years it's 10 ago? years now T- 10 yeah. years so before that you mentioned you worked for Qantas mm. and I think you worked in a bank no I was a, an accountant at account- Qantas yeah an accountant at Qantas yeah okay yeah. put the two together and, yeah and so were you writing songs back then and just sending them out on on CD to people and uh, try to get an opinion no no I was um I you know I never wanted to be a singer growing up that wasn't you know part of my plan I went to uni I became a chartered accountant you know I've still got a lump on my finger from how much I studied you know with yeah. the pen but could um, you always play guitar no I didn't start playing guitar till I was 23 and wow. um and then started writing songs and that was already a few years into my um business career mm. and then started writing songs and that's when I started realizing oh okay music is something that actually I really I'm really enjoying so then I started going to songwriter nights and a few talent quests and it was kind of even though it seems like a slow um trip this music it was actually kind of a quick start you know from learning guitar to to getting gigs was about a year and um and then a talent quest that opened up doors to recording my first album, and so that's ten years ago. Yeah, and uh, and so you were sending them out. Who's the first person that gave you your break? <laughs> well, the first person that played my music on radio was your dad. Oh, Grant Goldman. Yes, that was a nice little setup I, I did there for the question a, and answer. You're lucky that I knew the answer. <laughs> um, gave no, dad that a nice was little exciting. Plug. I was um, I was in my office at um, Qantas, and you know, then I got the phone call from Two SM that they were going to play my song and you know I was like oh my god jumping around the office and then I had to ask for permission to go to the station the next day to do a radio interview you know and work hours so yeah. everyone, everyone at work listened. they were cool yeah they listened to the interview you know they turned the wireless on <laughs> are you freaking out were you nervous oh, I'm, getting I'm, on radio for the first time getting yeah, an interview then play, was, people playing your definitely. song people, I, I people ring I'm up and say they still, liked it still nervous on radio sometimes you know when you know um, some you know say you tell I don't know someone important that you'll be on the, the show and you know they're listening you get this little I don't know nerve when you think other people are listening out there so oh you must have been freaking out before this podcast I know, exactly. oh no what am I gonna say That's what am I gonna do about now I'm so oh, we're a family now you must be relaxed with me <laughs> yeah I'm cool. we're, like, we're like brother and sister because oh, so, like well, dad discovered you we the beach sprinters brother and sister we've even played a show together oh, I know <laughs> It's too much. Was that was that probably a highlight of your career playing uh, with, oh, as support Singleton to Dusty Cole, Plains? Singleton Coal Festival. <laughs> that was the first gig I took my boyfriend to. Um, yeah. We've been together just under two years, and so yeah. you know he hadn't seen any shows, and I took him to the Singleton Coal Festival. <laughs> oh no! What a way to start. <laughs> well, it was great, but it was forty degrees. That yeah. was the problem. It was so hot, mm. and I had a ninety-minute set to do. Oh. All right, and. I was in the full blazing sun. Mm. And when I came off stage, I had like um, encrusted salt what? all over me. Like I'd You wouldn't have known it. You, you were having fun up there, oh, smiling was, and I having a laugh. You're such a performer. dehydrated myself in that 90 minutes that I got into the car and I'm like, oh my God. I have to apologise for that show. It's my fault. Yeah. Because I think I, I set you up for that. How? I set you up for the fall. What? Uh, because a friend of mine was putting together that whole festival because yeah. he uh, runs a magazine in Singleton called Coalface. It's like okay. a coal mining magazine. Yeah. And the guys who were in charge of the actual festival had a falling out. And at the last minute, like the last month, they didn't promote it. They didn't put oh, posters anywhere. Okay. Right. So so you've got the golden guitar winner up <laughs> there on stage, <laughs> the superstar. And, and it was like, it's hardly anyone there. And and, and I, I went along as well because I've written like one country music <laughs> song in my whole life. And, and just for a laugh, I thought I'm going to get up and play a few songs with the band. Yeah, right. These George Sitch's band. Okay. I had the best one ever. I was like <laughs> screaming at all the four people that were there when I was on. 
and you go, hello Singleton, great to see you. <laughs> you was. may have heard this song on the radio. My name is Dusty Plains, and they've got they're the best band. I mean, George Sitch's band. They're all <laughs> they're, they're all professional musos. That, oh that, that that was the uh, the beginning and the end of my country music career. Well, it was a tough day. It was just a little bit too hot. That's what, all. What's your favourite place to play in Australia? Because you you would have played a lot of venues. Yeah, heaps. I'm about to go to Gimpy Muster. That's always that's huge. Good fun. My yeah. mum's a massive country music fan. Yeah, yeah. She used to run the Keith Urban fan club. Oh my gosh. She used to host the country music show on Briz Thirty One in Brisbane. Really? She's a fan. A TV show. Wow. Oh, like you don't understand how massive. You're a fan media child, aren't you? That mum is. Wow. Yeah. You know, mum was a weather girl on Channel Seven okay. and Channel O. Yeah. Erica, I know she's listening. She listens okay. to every podcast. Oh hi, Erica. She shares it on her Facebook. Oh, that's adorable. She'll, she'll help run your fan my club too if you like. Stuff of mine on Facebook too, and sometimes she. She accidentally shares stuff I don't think she was meant to share, stuff that's, you know, a little bit pushes the boundaries of, like, political correctness. What, what's, what's bad is when mum or dad get on and they correct you and you're like, oh, you've got a spelling error there. Oh, no. I, I didn't bring you up like that. Really? No, that doesn't happen. I know how to spell your and your. <laughs> <laughs> your spelling is good and your accounting because you're an accountant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, so uh, tell us about this new song that you've just mm-hmm. done with uh, a young man who won all of the awards at the Country Music Festival Travis recently. Collins. Travis, Travis Collins. Travis Collins. Yeah, we've done a little side project um, this year. So I had an album come out last year, Happy Ever After. And, um, and so that's had three singles out, which they went really well. And time now to, to dabble I guess and t- uh, yeah time to dabble in um, something fun and Travis is someone I've known and worked with for since I began in, in this music business and, and you wrote a song about Australia well we did we, we basically I went to Silverton in Feb and um, went to the Silverton Hotel to play some songs and checked out the sunset and as you do, because there's nothing like a Silverton sunset. Have you seen a Silverton sunset? No, I haven't. Please describe to me the Silverton sunset. <laughs> well, it's epic, you know, because you can see it for miles, and the colours due to the, you know, the sands and the, and the, the I guess the landscape are just are just so golden and bright. And you know that there are artists that just kind of move to Silverton, Broken Hill area purely for the sunsets, and just that's what they do. Yeah, so I came back, and the next day when I got home from Silverton, I had a songwriting session with Travis for this project that we'd agreed to do. And so I said to Travis when I got home, when we were writing for this project, I, I actually just said the words, have you seen a Silverton sunset? And, yeah. and we just got talking about all the different parts of Australia we've seen through our jobs. And mm. and in the song, we compare it to all the parts of the world that we've seen, and, you know, they're great too. But like we say in the song, there's nothing like a Silverton sunset, there's nothing like a Byron sunrise, and mm. talk about Uluru and the Manly Ferry Ride. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and everyone... That reminded me of that, uh, that song by James Rain, uh, Aussie Crawl. Yeah. As the Manly Ferry makes its way to Circular Quay. Yeah, yeah. Be so reckless, and that sort of gave me that, that yeah. kind of vibe. But you really did capture the heart of Australia in that song. I Thank you. It. Yeah, we're getting a great um, response, and people are loving it and sharing it. And just, um, I guess, we made a fan video as well with all pictures from around Australia, and it was incredible to see these backyard shots that, you know, ever, all the fans had taken of their, their piece of paradise and mm. from beaches to farms to rivers, uh, you know, to outback roads mm. and trucks and all of that. So, yeah, can, it's on my Facebook There's not page. enough songs about Australia. We've got I Still Call Australia Home. Yeah, You yeah. know, that Reckless is sort of like an Australia song and um, This Is Australia, Ganga Jang. Yeah. That, I think Still Call Australia Home. They're not being written as much um, recently, but, I, I mean, in this last year, the three singles I've released or, or have written. My Big Mac Truck, which is from the um, kids' album. Love it. says, watch Australia through the windscreen. <laughs> and then we've got the 100-year handshake, which says, the Aussies and the Yanks. And then we've got Our Backyard. Um, I don't know if we say Australia in that song, though. I'm not sure. But it's become... Catch the vibe. Yeah. It's what you're on um, about. It's, we, you know, uh, the last three songs I've kind of written talk about Australia. So I feel there's a... Uh, a pattern emerging for mm. me and it's hard to write about Australia without sounding corny sometimes. I yeah, think that's is. why you don't do it. It doesn't do sound it. corny at all. No, we're so, we're so happy with this cool. song. I think if you write it from the right place, like we didn't say, okay, for this project we're doing together, well, let's start by writing a song about Australia. No, mm. that didn't happen. We sat down and went, have you got any ideas? <laughs> no, have you? Oh, I've got two words, Silverton Sunset. What do you think? <laughs> Let's have a few beers and talk about it. Yeah, we did. We, we had a few coffees, actually. We procrastinated for a long time, and then finally, uh, good songs take a while. You guys done it live yet? 
Yeah, we have. It's been incredible. Yeah. And and there's a lot of words in the chorus too, so it's really funny to, to watch people. They know the song, but, yeah. but they then they don't really know every single word, so they're kind of like doing that mouthing thing of like, what's the next word? And then they get to the, our backyard. That's the bit they know. <laughs> so. It must be funny when you're watching people in the crowd and, and they're screaming and carry on like they're fans, but their mouths just move. Yeah. They don't really know the words. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, but any Anyone who's at the concert, they can sing along however they like. It's okay. So from Australia to Nashville, mm. tell us about your experience in Nashville because that's the country music capital of the world pretty yeah. much. I mean, I've got friends who are going have gone over there to live yeah. to, to try and get a following in America because it's, it's the biggest country music market in the world. Yeah, totally. I, mean, that, I guess, I mean, that's the reason why we've got such a big influence with country music in Australia when you hear a bit of the American twang in mm, some, mm. some Aussie mm. country artists. And, uh, and they all tend to go there. What's your vibe with Nashville? Oh, it's Nashville? great. I love it. I, was, I go there nearly every year for a couple of weeks and I didn't go this year. Um, it's, it's inspiring, you know. It's, it's non-stop. You can always find live music to go and watch, no matter what time of day, no matter when. And you can always find someone to collaborate with. Yeah. You can find someone to, to, you know, just make you better, make you better as a musician. And that's what I love about it. And, you know, Australia is just smaller, so it's harder to do that on an everyday scale. Mm. So that's what's great about Nashville. And in the population, you know, if you can crack it in Nashville, you can make a you know a big career out of mm. it um australia is so much smaller that yes you can make a career but it, you've got to diversify a little bit you know like kids albums and yeah. that kind of stuff too yeah. i i think that's just my opinion mm. but um um so yeah hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Look, I'm not going to move to Nashville to pursue the dream I, I've already pursued the dream here for 10 years and you know I, I don't think I can go to America and stuff from scratch yeah do it again but um I'll still be going back and forth to oh, you sh- in my opinion you should the more you go over there the better oh yeah absolutely uh, and, and like you're such an incredible talent you're by far I reckon the best female country music singer in Australia oh, and, Thank and you. like it, I listen to your stuff and I don't think country music when I yeah. listen to it because I mean my dad's always harping on about it because he's like won all these awards for promoting country yeah. music in Australia and all over the world and and I listen to yours and I don't feel like I'm listening to a country music album because you don't have that that uh, y'all thing kind of thing to it like like some country music artists have. Yeah, I keep it Aussie, I suppose. Yeah, got, what, what do you think of the, um, the Australian country music artists when they really put on the American accent? Does that annoy you? Oh, it doesn't. You know, every, each to their own, I guess. Whatever, mm. whatever works for you. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's hard to uh, better just to concentrate. Did you on ever your think own. I might put a bit of a Yankee thing into this to well, try? Well, sometimes and... you can't help it. Sometimes yeah. you. I mean, there are certain words that you do sound funny saying them as an with an Australian accent. Yeah. You have to kind of round them off with the American accent. But but again, with these songs I've been writing lately, I have to sing. And you know, uh, my my accent is Australian. Mm. You know, I don't. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not even Sydney accent now. It's kind of like. Where did I grow up? I don't know. Because <laughs> if you put it on, the, the Yanks can pick yeah. it. They go, oh, yeah. hang on a minute. Yeah. She's Australian. She's putting it on. Well, That's not what she really sounds you. like. I have to put an accent on when I go there because no one can understand me. Like, order a coffee. What's your name? Amber. What? Amber? Amber? Why, what, Amber? Uh, no, no, they don't get that far. I go, Amber. They go, oh, Amber, yeah. I find it's easier if you talk an American accent. Well, that's what I do. I order a coffee and I go, Amber. Especially in LA, because the Mexicans have no idea what you're talking yeah. about when you're speaking an American, yeah. an Australian accent. You yeah. have to speak an American accent yeah. to order a burrito yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Can I have a burrito, mate? They're like, what? what do you say, senor? Yeah. No, no, I'd like a burrito, please. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I agree. You have to put the accent on when you're ordering food. Did you have any uh, any big time US country music artists see you play when you're in Nashville or anyone come up to you, any producers? And, no. Because that's, that's how it happens for a lot of Australians <laughs> well, over there. Well, I they didn't get... go over in that context. I went over to record and, um, and um, write the album. So you're not really putting yourself in front of – you're only putting yourself in front of a specific – 
people. Mm. Um, so, you know, I worked with great, great musicians that, you know, like Fred Eltringham, who's um, Cheryl Crow's drummer and Katie Lang's drummer, Dixie Chick's drummer. And, yeah, you know, he said lovely things and, you mm. know, You learn anything from them? Well, I mean, I didn't learn anything from a drummer, really. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, though, they might say about the industry, no, you know. definitely, definitely. You've got to call mean, this person, call that yeah, person. They, yeah. they push you in the right They're direction. They're extremely helpful, you know. Everyone's happy to share information and pass on contacts. Um, yeah, so I think that the last time I was there, I was recording my album. And, yeah, that was that was great. And to, to be in a, a high-level studio with the Grammy Award-winning um, uh, engineer, mm. Top class musicians and knowing that you're cutting it too, yeah. you know you're you're up there. Your mm. your music is good enough to be doing that. That mm. that's really cool. How good's Keith Urban? He's, he's just, amazing. He's nailed it, hasn't I he? I know. Have you ever worked with Keith? No, I haven't. Many? Um, no, I haven't. Uh, I will though. I'm sure. I'm sure I pass. When my mum ran his fan club years ago, he did a, a little showcase in Brisbane. This is before he cracked yeah. the big time. And I was always fighting the country music thing because dad loved country music, yeah. mum loved it. Yeah. So I rocked up in this leather jacket with tassels <laughs> like that could touch the ground and, and a massive cowboy hat, huge cowboy boots. Oh my God. And no one was dressed like that, You're that such there except a me. a terrible son. And, and, and Keith was like, oh, you get it. It must be someone from Gympie. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> totally embarrassed. really good though. I think he still remembers all those people that um, he helped does. him he in does. his career early on. Well, I worked with him on The Voice because I was oh, okay. doing some voiceover stuff and right. behind the scenes work. And and he's like, I introduced myself and he said, uh, yeah, you're that prick that showed up on my show in Britain. No, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> no, he, he, uh, I, I said, oh, you're my mum's Erica who used to help out with your fan club. He's friends with his parents. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I love Erica. How is really? she? It oh, was, nice. It was really cool. He's he's um, in Australia at the moment, actually. Yeah. Matt Hollywood, my magician friend, you might yep, have done yep. the old corporate gig with him. He uh, has a show on the Gold Coast at the Illusions Theatre yep, at Sanctuary yep. Cove. Nicole Kidman rocked up on All Saturday right, night. Really? Yeah, oh. but she, but her and her her uh, security guard said, you know, please don't tell anyone. Okay. You know, I want to keep it on the down low. Yep. And he showed me a photo on his phone the other day. Um, but yeah, this podcast is probably yeah, come out for a few days, now, so, so yeah, that's fine. But is yeah, that, so oh, how cool, cool that she's just rocked up to his show like that. Yeah. But Keith's Keith's amazing. Re- really love Keith. Loved. Um, no, it's inspiring what he's done. Him. It's inspiring, absolutely. And you know, paved the way for Aussies to to say it can be done if you've got insane amount of talent and an insane amount of drive and never give up. You got to play a lot of shows. America's a big place. Yeah, yeah. Well, big place. I mean, Australia's a big place too. You, you, the mm. amount of places you've got to go to in mm. this country. I interviewed Gene Simmons years ago, um, and he was talking about Cold Chisel yeah. and how he thinks that they're the best Australian band he's ever heard, yeah. other than ACDC. And he seemed to think that uh, they would have been massive in America if they yeah. just had made the decision to tour there earlier yeah, exactly. and, and, and really pushed it. Because, like, in excess, went there for years and years and mm. years and just kept, kept mm. hammering it mm. out. Yeah, and uh, and you know now in this day and age, it's it's probably if you're a great talent, you've got an awesome song. It can be easier in a lot of ways because of the internet yeah. to get your stuff out there. If you get on a show, yeah. like you'd be a soundtrack in a movie yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, definitely. You, All those. You, you got any of those? Yeah, groovy I've had things a few. Um, yeah, superhero. My song was um, has been in a few things like the firefighters campaign and. Um, you, we're just waiting for tourism to call us for our backyard, you know. We're yeah. pretty sure it'd be a good song, so that could be good. I think it'd be perfect for them. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so your golden guitar, mm-hmm. I've got to talk about that for a sec because that, that is the pièce de résistance, yeah. the, the most amazing award that you can win in yeah. Australian country music, yeah. and you got it. I did, yes. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it was great on the night. I didn't think I'd win it, to be honest, although... The signs, and I've never had signs before. You know, I've been nominated four times before that. And, you know, then on the day of the awards, my phone started ringing, you know, oh, it's Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald. Just just in case you win tonight, can we get a quote? And then the phone will ring, Daily Telegraph. Just in case you win, can we get a photo? Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, you've won. So, <laughs> I, you know, I had like these little, oh, that's weird. Okay, but don't get too excited. Did you write a speech? Um, oh yeah, Come on, thought you did, about didn't it. You? No, I've written ones before. Like I do, like reverse psychology. Okay, I write a speech so that that means I won't, I will win, or I won't write a speech because that means I will win. You know that kind of stuff. You're a bit hard on yourself, are you? 
Yeah, oh, you don't want to get too high expectations yeah. in this game, but um, anyway, so I I won it and it was um, it was cool and it made a big difference. You know, mm. people like to be you know the general population like to be told who they should think is good. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, so that's you know been well, great for my but career. You, you say it should think is good. You are good. Well, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, until you win that award, mm. there's a lot of people that don't give you the time of day until mm. someone else has said stamp of approval do you know yeah. what i mean and then then the bigger numbers start was that, going. A, was that a, a final stamp of approval yeah. for you? Did, did you need that at all or do you do you think that your confidence was good yeah. enough to just keep going oh no it was fine to keep going i mean i know that awards are just timing and luck and all of that you mm. know but I, I was lucky that year you know i had the song that that could do it you know that's superhero was the, the song and that that's you know that's kind of what it takes everything yeah. to align as well as a song that kind of has resonated enough to win an award. It's so. a big hit. Yeah. So. I'm sure you got plenty more hits to come. Oh, definitely. I, I believe that too. And you know, I've only just begun. You know Dad will keep playing them. Yeah, that's right. Keep pumping them out. Exactly. On his, his 27 stations across Australia. Yeah. Does, does that help you get people to shows? Of course, of course. Yeah. Help you sell the records? You, Def- well, you don't really sell records anymore. It's downloads. Well, it's still enjoyable selling the records at the end of the night. I yeah. do like that. Take no, that that's a good little cash home. cow, isn't it? <laughs> I hope the tax man isn't listening. Oh, how many t- T-shirts did we sell? <laughs> None. How many CDs? Awesome. <laughs> Stubby coolers are good. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? How has it, it changed? Have you got a lot of other Oh, uh, Not at the moment, products? but you I got have. Amber over... Lawrence pens. No, Amber Lawrence hair bears. clips. Teddy, teddy bears. bears. Stuffed toys. Teddy bears. Um, oh, because you did the kids album. Yeah, but the teddy bears were, you know, mo- mostly grown men by them. Um. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Amber, um, can you put some of your perfume on this teddy bear, please? Oh, I know, I know, I I'd just know. like to take it home and listen calendars, to your music. Calendars, I've had calendars. They're good. Good sellers. The Amber Lawrence calendar. Yeah, you can have me on your wall for the whole year. Any bikini shots? No way. Oh, God. <laughs> They'd want a refund. <laughs> I don't think so. So how's the music industry changed for you and, and country music and, and the money that you make with things like iTunes and Spotify and Tidal and... The, all these yeah. different apps where you listen to your music now because like this morning I was listening to three on um, on iTunes Music. Yeah. You know, I can just say, hey Siri, play Amber Lawrence and it'll play it straight away Amazing. and I'm listening to all your songs. And, Amazing. I mean, and you're getting like one-tenth of a cent per it track. Has, it's, it is has it worse? made a, a difference financially and in a worse way for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean even before when, it, when we went digital to iTunes, if you had to buy an album, it was $16. So the artist would generally get about half of that yeah that's eight dollars that's mm. still okay you know yeah. now i i mean as a user i love it of course yeah. great i can listen to anything i want at mm. any time for like one cent you know as a musician oh damn it you just listen to my album and i pretty much got nothing for yeah. it it's something you've slogged your guts out yeah. for years yeah and you know even like best friends might go oh i listen to your album i really love it and i listen to it on spotify i'm like oh why don't you just give me 20 Buy bucks? It, bitch. Come on, give me 20 bucks. Um, yeah, so, I'll sign it for you, goddammit. Yeah, you just have to find different ways to make money. And um, and so, you know, touring's important, selling tickets is important. I think there should be some sort of campaign in the Australian music industry and APRA, the Australian Performing Rights Association, they've got a lot to answer for because they make a lot of money out of Australian artists because they collect all the money. Mm. It's an organisation run by lawyers. I mean, mm-hmm. you probably won't bag them as much as I will because, I mean, I'm I'm not a musician, but I've worked on radio and I know yeah. how much money the radio stations pay to yeah. APRA. Uh, I've worked in the corporate world and a lot of businesses. Even this venue, like North Bondo Surf Club, would pay a lot of money yeah. to APRA every year. And I think that they need to step it up and they need to do campaigns, like for Australian music especially, mm. to mm. say, you know, Buy the album online, mm. you know, buy the concert tickets, buy the T-shirt, mm. support the artists. Mm. I don't think we see enough of that in Australia. I mean, uh, you make yeah. money when you have concerts and stuff like that. But APRA make a lot of money. And if anything, their money's gone up since yeah. all of the Spotify and all of that kind of stuff has happened. So they, they need to not give themselves pay rises yeah. and, and start, you know, promoting the artists and, and people buying the actual album. I think a lot of young people don't realise the economics of music. And mm. they, I mean, yes... They think music is free, but the reality is, I mean, I, you know, I was at the physio a couple of weeks ago, and he, the physio said, "Oh, I just, I just don't pay for music. I just play it." I don't. Mm. Well, you know, why should I? Well, because that gives ambience to your business, which means a customer's possibly slightly has a more enjoyable experience. Yeah. You know, so that is a product that you're using to make your business better, and that's yeah. what a lot of people don't understand. And mm. if they, if people just keep stop paying for it, they're it's a bit far-fetched that music will stop but yeah. but you know 
Really? If it's a shit song how in the can, shop, I'm not going to buy anything. How can anyone um, make music if eventually we just don't get paid for it? Yeah. That's kind of what's happening. So, so, so what, do, what do we do? Like, how can we look after the upcoming artists a little bit more? Is it, is it like government funding or something no, like I that? I mean, it's, I think it's survival of the fittest as well. You know, like there's always been music's a passion. So people will do it whether they're good or bad. So, you know, and, and the bad music, music's been kind of given a... A padding, maybe. Mm. Uh, so there's got to be survival of the fittest for some of it. And then, um, like, education would be great to, to let people know that, you know, music's not free. Mm. Pay for it a little bit. Just chip in. <laughs> Help the artist. Hey, um, so when's, when's your next show's coming out? you got the Gimpy Muster. I got there. I've got uh, Saturday night in a little town called Gresford. I'd better hurry up and put this podcast yeah. out so but we can say Saturday that, night. If you missed that, then, then the next Saturday night's Gimpy Muster. Well, Friday night, actually. Definitely be up before then. Gimpy Muster. And then I'm off on a, a big trip riding and... Uh, all that kind of stuff. You're writing by yourself, or you you go to work with writing yeah, groups because a lot of musicians they team up, and especially yeah, if they're under the same record label, yeah, they have these these music music writers writing camps. Yeah, yeah, I go to those all the time. Yeah, cool. So who yeah. you, who are you going to with this camp, and who have you written with that's uh, that we might have oh, known you about? You wouldn't know um, the names of the people I've written with, really. They're, they're songwriters, you know. Mm. Like I haven't written with artists, famous artists necessarily, mm. just great songwriters. The people who've written songs for famous artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so people can make a massive career out of that, make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. totally. But again, that's dis- dis- disintegrating as the music business is, anyway, mm. doom and gloom. But yeah, <laughs> in a month's time, I'll have a whole bunch of new songs and um, mm. And, then, and if you need some accounting done, uh, yeah, do AmberLawrenceAccounting.com. Exactly. No, people have emailed me. Fans have emailed and said, could you do my tax? And <laughs> do my no. bookkeeping. No, things I don't like doing anymore. Bookkeeping for other people. <laughs> Stuff that. Um, what else? Hmm, yeah. Spreadsheets. No, I like keeping tabs of my show income. That's do good. Do you do your own accounting? Oh, a bit, kind of. <laughs> I, I send my own invoices. But, you know, I say it's like doctors that smoke. They know they shouldn't. I'm like an accountant that spends money where I shouldn't. So, you yeah. know, <laughs> you, you, you know the principles, but I don't adhere to them. Oh, I hate accounting. Yeah. It is just the worst thing for me. And I'm so hopeless at it. Yeah. I count. I got a bookkeeper and an accountant and a lady who runs my Airbnb. Oh, wow. And, and they, all, they all hate me because they <laughs> ring me and say, what's this transaction for? What's that for? I would. I'd hate you too. And it's like, I, and now they give me this stupid app where I have to take photos of my oh, receipts oh, that and send it to them. Oh, that is not time consuming at all, is it? All day long. S- such a pain Bloody in the hell. ass. I mean, I don't know if I'm saving any money or if it's going to make that much of a difference. Who cares? Yeah, just make it up. No, sorry, I didn't say that. So give me muster. <laughs> and if people want to go and see you uh, or want to find out where you're playing. Yeah, so nothing in September because I'll be overseas. But um, October, quite a few shows and uh, amberlawrence.com is my website amber lawrence amber lawrence.com how is your american accent let's hear <laughs> your american accent amber. No, no. Uh, uh, okay. let's, let's ask the next question i'd no, like you to right. answer an american okay, accent sure is okay right. so tell me you're in a relationship right now uh-huh. and yeah. you've been with this young man for quite some time yeah are, are you planning any uh, any marriage or uh, writing any songs about him i have i have written just one song about him see i can okay we're going to okay we're going southern <laughs> i was trying to do californian no i can only I can do t- southern okay, let me let me ask the question again. When are you getting married? <laughs> we are already married because we cannot live in sin in the southern I didn't know part. you got married. No, I'm not married. Oh, <laughs> you, you tricked me. We are probably getting married one day. I don't know. You ain't no engaged yet? I mean, it's not my job to ask him to marry me. <laughs> And I'll just wait. Do you want to get married and have babies? <laughs> uh, one of those things. One or two of those things. You want to sure. ruin your life? Sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. So that was a really bad accent. But look, I did my best. I used to be better at it, but I've lost that. Can you do any other accents? No. No, I can't, actually. I can, you know, I can hey, do Come on, everyone. Do an oh, English accent. That's not yes, too hard. That's true. I can do that. We've gone completely off yeah. track here in this I, interview. I can do English. <laughs> And, um, oh, English is nice. Yeah, I'm not so bad at that. Here we are on the BBC. <laughs> We've got a beautiful little I tend country. to do the most obvious of all the accents, you know, like if it's English, it's like this one. If it's American, it's Southern. Do we know? get a lot of English country music no, singers? No. I, I don't hear a lot of them. A couple. Just a couple. I don't know of any. <laughs> oh, well, you've got, you got the course. I'm wrapping this interview up. 
The the cause is a little bit. They're not English. They're Irish. Irish, but it's the same sort of Irish. I don't think they'd like to be called English. Probably as good as you get. (laughs) And there's a few actually. I interviewed because I have a radio show myself. I Heart Country Australia. Get out! uh, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah, true. I didn't see that on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Um, So I interviewed some of the English acts. There's two at the moment: Ward Thomas and uh, the Shires. Oh, cool. Yes. Nice. I saw a band the other night called All Our Exes Live in Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they were great. They were good, I yeah. think they talked more than they played oh, God, songs. Oh, really? Yeah. But the crowd loved them. <laughs> and and the, the audience were anything from 15-year-old kids yeah. to 70-year-old women. That's amazing. Where were and, they? Uh, they were playing in uh, in Newtown. Um can't remember the name of the uh, the venue, but they were great. Yeah, they They're are. Lots They're really of fun. good. Yeah. A mate of mine, Kai Brown, he does this cowboy chain stitching, you know, like the big thick stitching okay. on denim. Oh. And he made jackets for all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to get you one. Yeah, sure. They're incredible. I'll take, I'll, I'll take that. Sounds good. Awesome. So if people want to see you on Twitter or Instagram. Yep. Amber Lawrence Music is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is just Amber Lawrence. Amber, A-M-B-E-R. Amber Lawrence. Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. That's me. Amber Lawrence, you're a beautiful creature. We love you. Love your music. Thank you. And so good to have you part of the Beach Sprint and Goldman family. I know. Can't believe it. I'll race you. Let's have a race. <laughs> I can't. I did a hammy yesterday at, at gymnastics. Yeah. At adult gymnastics. Just I did one in the aside. city to surf as well. <laughs> oh, one more thing before you go. Um, I forgot to ask you about the kids' album. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? Yeah, awesome. It was great. And um, doing another one, recording it in two weeks' time, doing a Christmas album coming out in November for December. They which... say never work with children or animals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am a child on the inside. I have no maturity. So it's, it feels no different working with uh, kids. But we did a video clip that had kids and animals in it. And, mm. uh, yeah, that advice probably should have been adhered to you loved it love working with the kids <laughs> yeah yeah they're great i love it and i um, mean my niece and nephew i get to make them stars in my show all the time and that's the best part for me we're going on a cruise in october where they're part of my show and uh, we're in intensive rehearsals eight-year-old and six-year-old really cool what, what kind of cruise is that is that like it's a called family cruising, fun tour? it's called cruising country oh wow yeah and um this year it's the family um reunion um theme I guess so mm. Lee Kernigan's coming with his sister Tanya and and um, John Williamson's coming with his daughter Amy and then they said to me do you have any family that can sing and I I went yeah my niece and nephew so we've been rehearsing. Oh, that's awesome. So will you do the Amber Lawrence show and you'll do yeah. the Amber Lawrence kids show as well? No I'll just do my show but they'll come on and, as part of it. Oh as part of it. Yeah and awesome. sing some songs yeah. How do you get along with John Williamson you mentioned him? Yeah then. he's great. He's a legend. Yeah I love his songs. I um we I went to the Middle East. I think you've done a, a, yes, a couple of uh, two to four shows yep. as well, and and I also went to um uh, where did I go? The Solomon Islands. All oh, right. And I went over there with John Williamson, and yep. we shared a room. Oh really? And it was really bizarre sitting yeah. in a room watching John Williamson sitting yeah. there in his underpants, oh, just tuning up his guitar. <laughs> I don't need the visual thing. Going through his songs. I don't believe that he tunes his guitar in his undies. Well, actually, it was my guitar because I said, "Can I play a couple of my songs?" And he's like, and so "Oh shit!" You both stripped down to your undies here just we, to make sure you had go. no concealed weapons. Well, okay. he just he just woke it up. But no, he's he's a top bloke. That was awesome. How did yeah, you, how did awesome. you like touring the Middle East and yeah, amazing, and, amazing, and working with the troops? Just bucket list item, you know, just incredible. To be in Afghanistan, pinching yourself, going, "How on earth am I standing in Afghanistan with a bulletproof vest on and a?" flak helmet and but when i did it yeah. they gave me a bright blue bulletproof <laughs> vest why does everyone else get camo I know, I know. and we have to wear yeah. a bright blue vest if it's a little sniper yeah an afghani taliban well, sniper a, in the hills if you able to spot vis. me yellow they gave me yellow no <laughs> what <laughs> no that's not true so you, you went to tarankout and uh, no just kabul kabul yeah right. yeah that, that's in the international zone in kabul yeah did you have yeah. any hairy moments no, we didn't. I mean, there was a high alert on base, you yeah. know, everyone was carrying loaded weapons. And mm. so, you know, you felt on edge the whole time. We weren't allowed to go off and do our own thing. Mm. We had to be escorted at all times. Yeah. We, yeah, we did feel a little bit like, you know, we we're in a compound. We were in our Australia compound, which was like 10 by 10 metres, you know, mm. we were locked down. Um, and then we were only allowed out to eat, so... Mm. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, and, and sing, of course. You're that's not, why we're there. But you're not allowed outside the actual compound. Oh no, you you're definitely not to... outside, allowed the, outside the big compound. But we weren't even allowed outside our yeah. Australia 
um, compound within. It's crazy so, landing in the big Hercules, isn't it? When it circles down in a cabal. I know. And when we landed, we had all the Australian troops there picking us up in these bulletproof land rovers. Yeah, yeah. And, the Bushmasters. And they were all freaking out. And, and we didn't leave the airport for like half an hour. And, okay. I, and, we're, and all of the uh, Australian Army Band and all these other singers, like I was there with Doc Neeson as yep. well. We're like, what the hell's going on here? And um, the guy driving my car, he came up to me and said, oh, we're leaving in a sec. There's, he said, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but the Afghani president ah. just landed at the same time as you did. And we didn't know. And he's the number one terrorist target oh, in the shit. world. So wow. we have to change our route back to the international zone in Kabul. <gasps> oh, my God. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, should I be worried? And he goes, yeah, because everyone's trying to get him. You should. So we're just oh, we're figuring things out. And he took me. I can't believe they told I, you that. This, this has happened so long ago. I, I reckon I can get away with saying this now. Yeah. But he took me behind his car, pulled out his gun, yeah. and he said, just in case anything happens, this is my gun. Um, you can just pull it out of my holster. And if you're going to fire it, don't fire it away from the glass. Hold it up to the glass, and it will puncture the glass. But, okay. but if you fire it held back a bit, it'll bounce around the car. Oh, and, you might. and I'm like, are you really telling me this? Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, but we did get back there okay, but um, at the same time, the uh, American uh, convoy that was, was trailing the uh, Afghani president, a roadside bomb, an IED went off, and an American troop died. Oh, it was kidding. the same way that we would have gone. Oh, my God. And we were told, you know, don't talk about this. And it's like, this is like 10 years later, so wow. I'm sure it's fine. But it is, well, yeah. it no, is we very hairy. we felt safer than that. But, um, yeah, you know that you're at a risk, but they mm. do look after you very well. It's, it's great to get over there and, yeah. and, and help out the Australian troops yeah, and, I mean, and support them. I mean, if you agree with the war or, or whatever's going on, it does, it, you know, that doesn't have no. anything to do with it. You're there to support Australians who are doing a job yeah. and they're doing something that's a duty for their country yeah. and it really was a piece of home which is yeah it'd be great to go back now and sing our backyard i think that would uh, yeah. pull at the heartstrings i'm sure they blew up our microphones as well really yeah so when we were in iraq we were in the uh in saddam's palace in that area there yeah and we'd, we'd gone to do a show and then they cancelled the show i was on stage and this, this general came up on stage and said are you going to tell everyone to clear out right now? And I'm like, are you kidding? Wow. I'm just about to introduce everyone to do a yeah. show. And he goes, you tell everyone to clear out right now or give me the microphone. I went, everyone, uh, show's cancelled. We're going to clear out. Everyone's laughing at me. They thought it was part of the show. Oh and I go, God. no, seriously. And this guy snatched the microphone off me and he goes, this is a A500 call. Everyone clear out of here right now. We've got an insurgent on camp. And I'm like, holy shit, this is really oh happening. So we've quickly packed everything up. Well, actually, I wasn't even supposed to pack everything up. I just thought, I'll stay and help. Yep. But everyone, all the other people got out of there. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm the only one left packing up. Oh, oh, maybe shit. I should have left. So we've loaded everything onto this van and, and gone back to where we were staying in the dorm. It's probably about, I don't know, half a kilometre away. And uh, one of the microphone bags dropped off the back <laughs> of the, uh, the van. And the, the American troops saw it and thought it might have been a bomb oh and they blew up our microphones <laughs> we got the microphones oh no. and and all of the uh the direct inputs the di's that yeah. you use for guitars and stuff were all melted oh my god so wow funny. you've got some good stories from that trip far out that was crazy Mine was not as hairy thank god touch wood <laughs> Thank you, Amber Lawrence, you beautiful thing. Thank you. You've been listening to On The Mic with Mike Goldman. Subscribe, download and review at iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher or your favourite podcasting app. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Hold up. 